to Free Talk Live. Phones are open as always. If you want to join us, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio with you tonight, you've got me, Ian. And Bonnie. And, oof. You kind of knew it was coming, but it's still an ugly thing when you find out about it, and that is concentration camps. Uh, although they're not calling them concentration camps, of course. There's uh, you know, going to be new terminology for it. And it is just quite ironic, quite interesting that Queensland, Australia has decided to build their concentration camp or what they're calling a quarantine facility. In a place called Well Camp? Yes. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, the actual name of the place, the city or town or whatever this thing is called, whatever they call them in, in Australia, actually happens to be named Well Camp. It's just a get well soon camp. And by the way, Matt joining us here as well. well How you doing? Yeah. Did you, know, you hear about this at all? No, but that's creepy and Orwellian. Like, are they trying to be as Orwellian as they can get? Has nobody in Australia read George Orwell? I I don't know. I mean, if they have, they are acting it out. A bunch of them yeah. are protesting, and what they're going to do right now is like um, all the truck drivers and businesses are going to close, and and like people aren't going to go to work. Like really, uh, that are protesting. Well, they're already could... locked down in some states of Australia, so you can't even uh, go to work. Yeah, but like the point is, the people who are the essential workers or whatever are going to oh, protest they're not by going to work. yeah. Now, it, is that happening across the country, or is it just specific areas? It just says Australia in the things that I've seen, and it's usually just like a meme passing around like with people sharing it, like, look what Australia is going to do. Former uh, host of Free Talk Live, Sam Dodson, shared something the other day, yesterday actually, on Twitter. His name there is, by the way, To The Lifeboats, if you want to find him. He's actually doing really great. He's got like 10,000 followers. Really? He's got a huge following. Uh, anyway, he shared a, a, a video that was ostensibly taken in France of people protesting by having a picnic. Now, if you don't think having a picnic is a protest, let me explain to you why it is. First of all, they're not on a lockdown, right? Like you could you could go out and have a picnic. So it's not that kind of like civil disobedience in that way. They're not breaking a lockdown per se. But what they are breaking is the uh, the wallets of these restaurateurs who are being the state's enforcers. So what's they- happening is. I was going to say, they're doing it right outside the restaurants. Correct. So people oh. are actually having picnics on the street out in front of the restaurants that are enforcing the government's vaccine passports. So the restaurants are nearly empty. Because- you know, as a long, long time restaurant professional, I am kind of sad. I'm really... Restaurants are are places that are basically comprised of outlaws and cowboys and cowgirls and party animals. And, you know, we don't necessarily do what we're told. That's how we ended up in restaurant, a lot of Mm -hmm. us, in the first place. It's kind of a... uh, It's a rebellious atmosphere. Even... The really high end, uh, maybe in some cases, especially the high end restaurants, they're full of people who are very self motivated and very much thinking and, and hard working and hard partying and outgoing people. I cannot believe that they're cowing 
like that, especially in France. That's very sad. The home well, of all things restaurant. I mean, there's a difference between the staff at a restaurant and the owner of the restaurant. I mean, maybe the owner came from yeah. that background. A lot of owners don't don't have a restaurant background, right? Like right. they just wanted to have a restaurant. That's so true. They That's get into true. a restaurant. Of course, a lot of those don't succeed. Right. Uh, but on the other hand, they're the ones with the investment, and they're the ones who don't want to lose their investment, and they're they they feel those cooks like shouldn't they, show up to work. The cooks and wait staff should just stay home. Yeah. Don't go. It's gonna cost you. It's gonna hurt. Yep. It's gonna suck. But you've been there before. You've hurt before. Do it some more this time on your own terms. So, um, Bonnie, you mentioned this protest in Australia. The truckers and other essential workers are going to strike, essentially. Yeah, I can look up something about it on the break. I don't have my phone or anything. Yeah, did that have something to do specifically with the the camp that they're talking about building, or is it just generally they're just striking because yeah, they're just generally about the restrictions. They're so restricted right now. There have been humongous protests, of course, uh, in some parts of Australia with huge crackdowns by the police. But the latest news is coming from news.com.au. AU, where the Queensland Premier has announced a new quarantine facility that will be built in her state. According to the story here, it'll be a regional quarantine facility in Toowoomba. And I guess the town is called Wellcamp, or I'm not sure what they call these you know, political designations there. When I first saw this headline, I'm like, I thought they were just calling the camp itself Wellcamp. Yeah, that's the, what they're... the first thing he said was, how Orwellian. Yeah. But uh, when asked whether, uh, then they get into like politics, whether some prime minister knew about it, she defended her decision not to tell the Commonwealth about the facility, despite needing their approval for it to be used. Quote, if you build it, they will come, she said. It will be right outside of Toowoomba's airport. So I guess the idea is if you fly in and, you know, you ain't from there, or even if you are from there, they're going to quarantine you in this facility, which they, they will, will describe here. They, she says they will come. It sounds more like. We'll put them in there forcibly. That's You're not gonna going to put me do. in there uh, voluntarily. Right. Uh, not that I'm ever going to go to Australia, ever. Quote, but the Queensland government was always in a position to go ahead with the facility and to have people quarantined there rather than hotels. So the motivation for this, now they, I think they get into it a little bit later here, is apparently they've been using hotels to send people to. Oh, you've come into the, the province or whatever the state. You need to go to quarantine over here at Best Western. Or you know whatever designated hotel they have as the quarantine place. However, uh, apparently the claim is that because people are walking down the same hallways in the hotel, it's not good enough for quarantine's sake because you're sharing a hallway with somebody. So therefore, you know germs or whatever. So now what they're going to do is they're going to build cabins. So the new facility will have 500 beds online by the end of the year. All cabins will be built by the end of March. So they're planning, uh, according to another story I read, for a thousand beds in this particular quarantine facility. You know, I wonder if the, I'm going to make some people mad right now, but I wonder how the governments would behave if this were actually a plague. That's a good question. I think they'd go run and hide. I think so too. <laughs> then maybe at least one politician would have gotten the thing. Uh, some politicians have gotten it, I think, right? Didn't Boris Johnson from the UK get it? I know UK Trump got it? it, but nobody has died from it. Haven't sure, heard of yeah. any politician dying from it. And these people are not in the greatest condition either. They no, are they're fat. And old and... Fat old greedy dudes. Power junkies. The woman in charge there who floated the Toowoomba facility in January. So this has been in planning for 
the majority of the year here so far, said the regional quarantine facilities were a no-brainer. She says our hotels were not built to be the last line of defense for a global pandemic. We're going to be dealing with Delta for some time. And if we want to open up Australia, regional quarantine facilities are the second part of the answer. The first part is a vaccine. So this is the first facility she wants to have more but facilities. the vaccines are supposed to be so effective that we can all go back to normal yeah that's what they keep saying they keep moving the goalposts mm-hmm. how does anybody buy this i don't know how is there one single person that keeps buying into this uh so then they talk about the construction corporation wagner corporation is uh, going to be doing this we need to make sure they're purpose-built and keeping our community safe sounds like concentration camp to me the facility will be made up of single, double, and family accommodation and cabins with their own balconies. There will be no communal hallways, which authorities have attributed multiple hotel quarantine breaches to. Deputy Premier Stephen Miles said the new facility would provide businesses around the state peace of mind. Quote, when you consider the last lockdown alone costs more than $1 billion in economic impact and compensation, this is fantastic value. If we can avoid just one lockdown, let alone more with this new facility, that would be fantastic. But you can't avoid one lockdown when 250 out of five, 25 million people in the country have coronavirus. You just can't avoid that lockdown. Well, you're right. That's what, I mean, they brought on lockdowns for a handful. What, I think it was one death or something like that in Sydney. This it was, was New three South months Wales. Ago. Right, New South Wales is the state, and then hmm. Sydney's the big city there. Um, and they locked them down. So this is now how they're selling it. It used to be, if we can just save one life, now it's if we can just avoid one lockdown. See, we just need quarantine camps. How long is it going to be before they're cramming entire families into the singles and the, the family units are full of like five families and they've been in there forever and they can't get out? Well, they'll just build more. See, they got plenty of money to throw at the con- construction contract. Do you trust the government to let you out? Great question. 603-283-6160. How do you feel about this? It's Balcons. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and the number here, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, you've got me, Ian. Matt. And Bonnie. September 4th at 3.33 p.m., you can join the Smiles and Hugs for Peace virtual event. Now, I don't know if this is 3.33 p.m. Eastern or 3.33 p.m. anytime. <laughs> so, well, it's, it's originating in Manchester is what Arya said yesterday, so it? Okay. it must be Eastern. So it must be Eastern time. I'll double check on that, but uh, you can join the Smiles and Hugs for Peace virtual event. You don't need any internet or digital device to participate. The virtuality consists of the fact that Star Child will not be physically present but will manifest for you to the extent that your magical thinking allows you to conjure his presence. If you don't know who or what he is, don't view this as an impediment to whatever magic you may experience. To participate in the event, at approximately 3.33 p.m., you may hear the ringing of a bell or bells or other unusual sounds. Pause whatever you're doing, look around you, and start smiling. If you see someone else smiling, give that person a hug. If you see someone smiling and coming toward you, you will step up and give them a hug. You will. <laughs> As you hug, hold this intention in your mind. A world based on love and cooperation, not coercion, is possible. 
And as a footnote here, both smiling and hugs are healthy and good for you, containing no carcinogens, trans fats, or high fructose corn syrup, and hopefully no artificial ingredients. I like it. And I happen to know who Starchild is. And oh. Uh, Star Child's a pretty, uh, pretty interesting libertarian character. Yeah. I didn't know it was a real person. I imagined like a fat wizard. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's fairly, he's fairly thin. in shape. Yeah, he's big, tall, and thin. I guess. Oh. You could say. I, well, I I didn't know if that was the same. I didn't know if we were talking only about one this. Star Child. Yeah, right. I mean, you would think, but maybe you know. But thanks for clarifying that for me. Yeah, so check uh, that out. Aria was mad because yesterday I told her uh, also September fourth is Beyonce's birthday, so now she knows that and she's mad. <laughs> Maybe she forgot it. But uh, the number here is 603-283-6160 is the number here. We're talking about Well Camp. Yes, they're going to soon be opening a 1,000-bed facility, expecting to have 500 of them uh, ready to go by the end of this year in a place actually called Well Camp. I, I had to look it up just because I thought at first they were naming the camp itself Well Camp. But no, no, it's just a total coincidence it's one of those things that you just can't make up. Actually, you know, it just makes me think that Conan might be right and Australia just Doesn't isn't exist. real. <laughs> uh, Toowoomba. Have well you been camp? to Australia? No. Airport. Well, we know a girl that's from there. Uh, Naomi. What's her name? The, Brockwell. Yeah, Brockwell. Oh, the crypto. Yeah, girl. I know who she is. Yeah, she's from Australia. Huh. So they're uh, they're they're doing this. They're moving forward with this, and they're using the lockdowns as the excuse. One of the uh, the deputy premier says, "If we can avoid just one lockdown with this new facility, that would be fantastic." He also said, "It's a great boost for Toowoomba. There'll be a lot of local employment. See, like building a new prison in a small town. Great. You can they- be an SS guard too. Yep, exactly." It'll help get Queensland out of COVID-19 and on the road to economic recovery, recovery which we desperately need. So, you know, what do people think about this? Do they actually, like, if they're in Toowoomba... People, me, I think they're psychopaths. I know what you think, but, like, the people in, in Australia, what are they thinking about this? Do they think that the government is going to actually build a 1,000-bed multi-cabin quarantine facility and then just leave it behind and shut it down after a few months after they you know they determine that enough people have gotten the vaccine and okay we're safe now in queensland so we're just going to shut down this thousand bed uh facility that we've created here yeah, what is a thousand bed cabin with balconies look like what do they call it a cabin maybe well, there's a- going to be multiple cabins oh. so the idea is they're going to keep people separated are they going to put nets under the balconies by any chance <laughs> so people don't jump yes <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be two-story. That wasn't made clear. I suspect that they won't be, but who knows? Who knows what this is going to look like? Uh, People who test positive for COVID-19 and cannot be treated into Woomba's hospitals will be transported to Brisbane uh, for treatment. But presumably anybody coming into Toowoomba uh, will be sent to this camp, which will be right next to the Toowoomba Well Camp Airport. And how many people live in this area? I don't know. I've not done that much research on it. Uh, but it's disturbing. This is I would coming. say so. This is coming. And if they can do it there, well, then they can do it here, can't mm-hmm. they? Sure. And uh, people here will line up to for, line up for those jobs. They can't wait. And they'll also go to the facilities as well. In uh, Saipan, they've been quarantining people in the Northern Mariana Islands, which is part of the United States. It's it's not its own state, per se. It's you know one of the possessions or protectorates or whatever. 
but they've been quarantining people in a four-star hotel, mind you. But, you know, it's still a two-week quarantine. It's you, So this thing is for only travelers to... Oh, I suspect it will be for whoever they want to put it. Yeah, right. They don't don't differentiate. Anyone who needs to be quarantined, which at minimum will likely be travelers. And that would also include people who live in the the state. Because if you leave and come back, then they consider that you need to be quarantined as well. Right. And, you know, if if you're sick and you're already living in the, the province or whatever, they might pick you up and... Take you there. Hawk you in there. They've been doing this in Canada, too, for people who go back and forth from, like, the United States to Canada. They have to stay for, like, two weeks in a hotel. In a I, hotel. Yeah, I should get my Canadian friend to call about it because I know he had to do it. And it wasn't just Canada. They were doing that in some places in the United States, if I recall correctly. They, you know, it was a voluntary thing. So if you crossed the border into New York, for instance, they wanted you to quarantine for 14 days. Now, they didn't have any real way of determining who was driving in. But they did know if you were flying in and they were demanding phone numbers from people. Hmm. You know, they wanted if you didn't give them your contact information. The modern papers, please. Yeah. When you when you flew into JFK or whatever, if you didn't give the New York bureaucrats your contact information so they could keep track of you while you were in and about the city or in and about the state of New York then punishment would await you. Do you remember that English guy that called last year? I wasn't on the show. I think it was like after I met you guys, but um, I wasn't on the show. I remember an English guy called in and said like his flat had flooded. And mm. uh, so he had to go stay in a hotel. So he just went to another town where his friend lived. And they and wouldn't then, let him, right? Yeah, he tried to make a, um, a reservation that night in a hotel. And they asked like, why are you... They asked for a reason for him to stay. He made the... Uh, um, a reservation online, right? And he put his reason as like something, uh, just like random that he put because he didn't think it really mattered when he got there. They they were like, "Sorry, you can only stay here if you're yeah. staying here for work." And he had nowhere to go. His flat was flooded. Didn't he end up like finding another hotel and lying to them or something like that? I forget what I the rest remember. of the story. I forgot was. what he did, but, but yeah, that's that just happened. like so stupid. Yeah. Like we're a hotel, but we can't let you sleep here tonight right because you're not here for work that doesn't even have anything to do with covid like if you were here for work then yes but since you're just here because your uh apartment is flooded (laughs) uh no because covid that doesn't make any sense so you're going to be moving from people being forced to stay in hotels in queensland to people forced to stay in a government-run quarantine yay now they don't have to pay the hotels that's absolutely what's happening uh and that again good point there bonnie these hotels are going to go out of business right? because they've been getting uh, government money to try right. to help them keep their doors open and subsidize them. 603-283-6160. If you want to weigh in here, you can join us on the radio. This is Free Talk Live. Brute force, intransigent defiance, adamantine will. These are the hallmarks of the AI tank. These gigantic machines have the firepower of an army, but they also have their own sense of honor and duty. When the world breakers arrive, battle will be joined, planets will shake, and war and peace will never be the same again. World breakers, stories from David Weber, Larry Correa, and more. Available August 3rd from BaneBooks.com. Free Talk Live, the number if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here with you in the studio, it's Ian, Matt, and Bonnie. 
Of course, you can bring up anything you want. More coming out of uh, Australia because, well, that's where the biggest crackdown, the biggest tyranny is right now, at least in the Western world, as far as COVID response is concerned. It's not just uh, quarantines, quarantine camps, as we've been discussing for the first part of the show. Of course, you're still welcome to weigh in on that. Uh, But also, there's more freedoms. They're announcing new freedoms in New South Wales. We'll tell you all about those newfound freedoms that, yes, you too can have a taste of freedom if you're in New South Wales. I got to hear about this. Yeah, that's that's coming up here tonight. Uh, Of course, your calls and thoughts are welcome. Also, Bitcoin.com, the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now, click on Get Started at the top of the page, and you will learn the basics about Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, cryptocurrency in general. It's time you you take the time to do this. You don't have to take a lot of time. you got less than 10 minutes, less than five minutes. I think the first introductory video is like three-ish minutes long. So go there, click Get Started at Bitcoin.com. You can uh, start learning about cryptocurrency. If you are not new to crypto and you want to get the latest news headlines, go to news.bitcoin.com and uh, they will hook you up there with all kinds of news and information every single day of the week, updated daily. So check it out over at news.bitcoin.com. Dot com. We're going to your phone calls and thoughts. Husto is on the line in Houston, Texas, uh, watching us on YouTube. Go ahead, Husto. Hey, guys. Hey. Um, I feel like I'm being, like, gaslit here so badly. Like, I'm going crazy, like, with these mask mandates. Like, plot after plot, at, like, graph after graph clearly demonstrates that there's always COVID spikes after mask mandates. So it's like, you know... I, I just don't understand how they can justify the these mask positions like like even even a statist can can see like plots before like covid spikes before and after a mask mandate like you don't have to have any particular ideology to to notice that there's spikes after mask mandates but like I don't I don't understand how these people can still persist in these mask mandates like yeah. It's driving me insane here. I'm tired of acting like there's some kind of science behind it when there's just not. That's like the worst part about it. Sometimes my brain goes to, oh, just uh, like if I got to go in here and wear one, like I'll do it to be polite. But it's really not to be polite. It's just to help these mentally ill people feel okay. It's like doing, you know, superstition to make a bunch of like uh crazy hicks feel better so it's it's starting to get really annoying to me too like um i think that the reason that you're saying there's spikes right after every time a mask mandate goes in is because literally these things are petri dishes i got strep throat multiple times uh at the beginning of covid because i was always wearing a mask to go around doing uber eats and i think that they just create regular illnesses People go to the hospital. The hospital say, oh, you have COVID, it's COVID. And it's really just like strep throat or something. And yeah, it, it's just disgusting to wear a Petri dish. Because the hospital gets paid more, right? If they say somebody's got COVID? Yeah. It's just disgusting to wear a Petri dish on your face. Agreed. Husto, what are you encountering there in Texas? I mean, I did a quick search and I, I did find that apparently school districts are mandating masks. Um, is there a Houston city mask mandate coming into play or statewide? Has there been some announcement or what's going on? Well, there, there's a kind of like a, a battle between uh, the leader of democratically led cities and the governor. Mm-hmm. So the governor had uh, had earlier instituted a, a rule whereby um, any government 
uh, like municipality couldn't institute mask mandates, which was good. But but then now these uh, counties are wanting to institute mask mandates at a, at a school district level, mm-hmm. and they and the courts have ruled in their favor oh yeah harris county granted temporary restraining order pausing governor abbott's order banning mask mandates isn't harris is that austin no it's houston um yeah it's it's houston so travis county i think i'm really concerned yeah i'm concerned about uh like i don't i don't like the fact that you know mask mandates have to be rescinded only at the whims of a governor, but yep. you know it, it's it's better to have freedom of, to do that or not. Well, if there are enough people those. who are saying no, then the mask mandates are rescinded. I mean, if you have enough people who's who refuse to obey these mandates, then there are no mandates because they don't have enough facilities, meaning jails. Uh, to put people into. And uh, Husto, thanks for the call tonight. I definitely understand the frustration. I think a lot of freedom-friendly people around the world are are equally frustrated because, you know, it feels very, it must feel very, very lonely to be there in a city the size of Houston, which is one of the top, what, seven markets, I think, in the United States. Yeah. Massive place. I'm sorry that it's taken this long. Sorry, Bonnie. I, I, I'm sorry that it's taken this long for people to come around like I'm from upstate New York, right? And I've got people messaging me now saying, man, I wish I'd moved to New Hampshire when you moved. It's yeah, like, it's not too late. Well, it's not too late. And uh, now's the time. If there ever was a time to yeah. hit the eject button, this is it, bud. You got to go. Time's running out. Yeah, time is running out now. Yeah, we just helped some new movers from New York who were an elderly couple nice. yeah. move up here, and they were awesome. They are awesome. I wish I could have gone to that. I was I know. tethered here to the house, but... Uh, if I'd had a week's notice, I could have probably asked for permission for my my federal handler to let me out for that. <laughs> but that's one of the things that happens here because there's such a large community mm-hmm. of freedom-friendly people. And this was, I think, Bonnie's first move-in that she's ever gone to before. That was your first one? Yeah. yeah we I don't do this think all I, the time. I mean, yeah. except for my own move-in. Right. It's great. when you, If you move to Keene... We will put together or a anywhere posse in New Hampshire. This, this happens anywhere. Anywhere, but we want to get people to move to Keene. Keene's cool. Move here. Keene's cool. But, you know, some people need the jobs in the big <laughs> yeah, city. Yeah, and, you know. yeah. But there's going to be people who show up. No matter where you are, seacoast, even the North Country, I'm pretty sure they can put yeah. together a crew. Yeah. Uh, but basically, you plan to move to New Hampshire as part of the. Well, it doesn't matter if it's a free the state liberty project. migration. We don't Any, care if you're free state project, time. Shire Society. If you're liberty whatever. people, we will put together a group of people yeah. to come unload your rider truck in you, about five minutes. It can be a little longer than that, but usually it's no more than an hour. You I mean, want, we've we've taken a full twenty six foot truck packed to the brim. That was nuts, and that, un, that and was a, a particularly uh, rough one. But. Unloaded that. In less than an hour, yeah. that's happened, uh, and it and it happens all the time. So what you do is you just you know give folks a heads up, go drop by the Shire Society forums over at forum.shiresociety.com, and let people know, hey, we're we're coming to this town and on this day and uh, you know at this time and you know this location, we we need help, and people will come out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be a dozen, it could be two dozen. I've seen three dozen people. I know. You never know what you're going to get uh, because people have to work or whatever. So We kind everybody. of expect pizza or Dunkin' Donuts depending on the time of day. Yeah, if it's early in the morning, <laughs> I recommend doing it in the afternoon yeah. just because libertarians are terrible with, morning. with mornings generally. So you'll get more people showing up if it's in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. But any time of the day, somebody's going to be there. And, and thank you, by the way, Husto, for your call tonight. I appreciate it. 
so that's what it's that's what it's going to take is if you are feeling alone, if you are feeling like there's no one in your region that is like you, and if you're a liberty-minded person, that's not an uncommon perspective. If you feel like you're surrounded by mask-obedient people and a bunch of tyrants and that people love to be told what to do and there's no resistance whatsoever, there's no refuseniks uh, around, no non-cooperatives or civil disobedience or anything like that, there's no energy, uh, there's no chance that anything's going to change. We got loads of it. And I'm telling you, there's no chance that anything's going to change for the better where you are. And the reason why is because you're not growing. Your movement, whatever it is, it's no movement because it's not moving anywhere. It's not growing. There's not more people coming into it. There's not you know, endless amounts of participation coming from the outside because there's nothing there. I should have we- mentioned to Husto that I'm from San Antonio, Texas, yeah. and I moved here for and that reason. You like it so far? Yep, and it's way better. Like, I love San Antonio. I mean, you had friends, obviously, in San Antonio. Yeah, I had friends, and I'm, I'm going to go visit my friends soon, hopefully, if uh, there's no vaccine mandate. If you're mandate. allowed on an airplane. Yeah, if I'm allowed on an airplane before then, if I'm not too diseased for them. 603-283-6160. There are, I'm seeing people posting on social media more than ever that they're either checking out New Hampshire for the first time, they're coming up here to, you know, scope it out, or they just decided to move, or they just closed on a house. Like, it seems like a lot more people are Stop coming Stop waiting. Just do it. More I recommend up. it. is Free Talk Live, and if you want to join us here on the radio, you can dial in. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio, it's Ian. Matt. And Bonnie. Got some, uh, you know, actually, there's a little bit of good news. Somehow, a study has snuck through the cracks and has made it into... Well, in this case, a website called Unheard, U-N-H-E-R-D dot com. A bombshell study finds, here you go, here's a shocker, natural immunity is superior to vaccination. What? Wow. If the findings are confirmed, the implications for COVID policy will be profound. Oh, don't worry. They'll ignore this. There's no implications for COVID policy here. Ron Paul on the Liberty Report a few days ago had a recording of Anthony Fauci. Mm-hmm. Anthony Fauci? That's him, yeah. Yeah. Had hit an early recording of him saying that if you have a vaccination, this is before there was a vaccination, he was saying if you are vaccinated against the virus and you then, or do you say if you have antibodies and then you get vaccinated, it's the worst thing you could do. And they're saying the complete well, opposite now. They're saying the complete opposite now. We also found out that the head of the NIH is Anthony, uh, what's his name? I Anthony Fauci. He was the wife. head of the NIH. No, his wife is the head of their research, the one that puts the rubber stamp on everything. And he's like the yeah, spokesperson or something. Her last yeah, name is that. Woodcock, right? I think so. And uh, for some reason, they have a different last name, but they're married. Um, they're one of those relationships. Yeah. Our. Doctor actually told us that he said I wouldn't recommend getting the vaccination because if you you guys have both already had it and uh, well I know I I've already had it I don't I know no I can't idea. remember if you had it I but, don't know I got sick once in January of last year for like a day but he said if you've already had it I would not recommend getting the vaccine because it there's just no need for it uh, natural immunity is superior to 
vaccine immunity. Yeah, I mean, that's what makes Clearly, the Clearly, that sense. doctor is a quack and yeah, doesn't know quack. what he's talking about. He's just been a quack for 40 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, that makes sense to me. And, and to normal people. Yeah, but that, but they've insane. been promoting the exact opposite for months now, where they've been saying, oh, well, if you've already had it, you need the vaccine to help boost your uh, immunity. It'll, 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 you know... Make you stronger against, uh, you know, the uh, the COVIDs. It's just a little and, injection of health. And tell that to the people who've died because of this injection, because of blood clots mm-hmm. and other maladies. They've had uh, miscarriages, supposedly, mm-hmm. as a result of this. Yeah, they actually admitted that a BBC news reporter died of extremely rare, they said, blood clots uh, yeah. due to the one of the injections. I can't remember which one it is right now. I think Moderna? Or, no, it was, was AstraZeneca. Her, what was she, in her 50s or she something was like, like in her that? 40s. Yeah. She's I saw a picture of some blood that, like, uh, under a microscope. That somebody took a photo of a microscope, microscopic picture, whatever you want to call it. And uh, they're showing these uh, these red blood cells, which are nice puffy cells, typically the saucer-shaped cells, except they were all, like, punctured and flattened, and they were basically piling up on each other and they couldn't move because they were all deflated and there was good blood cells like piling up behind them and there's your clot oh eh. did you guys hear that now johnson and johnson is pushing a booster no yeah i heard that on the news aren't they the one that you only need one shot well that's what you thought and now they've got a booster because oh delta so you need you know you got to come back for another shot of the johnson and johnson now is what they're saying. these people are traitors yeah they want to make money you know, you can't you can't make as much money if you only have a one off shot, right? Like right. If you got boosters, you're making way more money. So Johnson and Johnson is jumping on the booster train. At least that's what oh, I man. heard on the radio news within the last twenty four hours. I saw a funny meme. Somebody saying that they were they were just sitting back with a bowl of popcorn, waiting for the the third booster shot people to start attacking the second booster shot people. Ooh, yeah, they'll if, feel superior. You've only had two booster shots. Researchers at Maccabi Healthcare and Tel Aviv University compared the outcomes of over 76,000 Israelis. That's a large yes. sample size in three groups. The doubly vaccinated, people who had specifically the Pfizer vaccine, the previously infected but unvaccinated, and the previously infected with only a single vaccine dose. So those are the three groups that they looked at. They found that fully vaccinated but uninfected people we're significantly more likely to have a so-called breakthrough COVID infection than people who had previously been infected and had recovered from the disease. So just a regular COVID infection, but they're calling it breakthrough to make it seem like it was harder to happen, even though Correct. that makes no sense. They have the weakest immunity to it. So, Quote, the study demonstrated that a natural immunity confers longer lasting and stronger protection against infection, symptomatic disease and hospitalization caused by the Delta variant. So specifically looking at the most big bad Delta variant, they say that that's the best way to stay safe. The study is only published as a preprint at this stage and has not yet been peer reviewed. Uh, Critics include the British immunologist. Uh, They point out their potential limitations, but it has been described by infectious diseases expert Professor Francois Ballou as a bombshell development. So it's early yet at this point, but that's what makes sense to me. That's what your body was designed to do, was fight this stuff off. I've got to think this is, at the highest levels, this is definitely a conspiracy. And I think the most important part of the conspiracy is just see how the far they can push they want to know how many stupid people out there there are and how gullible they can get and how much they can force them into with pure fear 
Now, here's uh, Bonnie, you were saying something, speaking of conspiracies in this particular subject, you were suggesting that maybe the vaccine is designed to kill people, like long term, whether it's immediately or within within a few years. But wouldn't they want to keep the obedient ones alive and kill the disobedient ones? That's what no, doesn't make sense. I thought about it now. I think that they just want to kill as many people as possible because even the people who are obedient now could change their mind if they get pushed too hard. Hmm. So they want to kill as many people as like possible. Probably like, you know, most of the people that take this vaccine, which is already most of Americans, according to their numbers. And I've got high hopes in a kind of a morbid way. They are requiring government people in the entire military to take it. Yeah. So Yeah, I but mean, I don't know if they're going to give them the real one. Uh, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't just... they just give them the saline solution and say they're vaccinated against COVID-19 since these vaccines do nothing anyway? Nothing will happen to them. Nobody will ever. They'll just think, oh, my vaccine must be working it's just saline solution. You and, just ruined all my hopes of <laughs> watching all these evil, you know, violent types. Like I, I saw a picture not being of able the producer or whatever. I don't know her name, but the really freaking scary looking mayor of Chicago. She looks like oh, not even human. Yeah, she looks like Skeletor. I yeah. saw a picture of her getting a vaccine, and I was just like, "Why would that prove anything? It's just a picture. That, sure. that could totally just be water." Hey, like, look at me. I'm water. a politician. You can trust me. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, a good point, Bonnie. So Who knows what they're getting? What Ian's referring to, like me saying that they're trying to kill people. The other night I was telling my parents, like, first of all, please don't get the vaccine. I don't think that they ever would. My parents are already anti-vaxxers in general. But uh, so I was just like, please don't get the vaccine. And also, please stop eating processed food and start eat foods and start eating whole foods. You know, in, the, in Revelations, like I'm not a Christian, but my Christian or my parents are. The Bible says that God will take care of his chosen people in the end and feed them. Yeah, God gave you these whole foods. He doesn't want you to eat processed stuff that isn't even food anymore. He wants you to eat whole foods so you have actual immunity to diseases. And not just coronavirus, just any disease because they're killing most of the healthcare workers with this vaccine. Probably that's what I expect to happen. And even if they don't kill them all, they're making such a shortage that if you have to go to the doctor for like a regular thing now, it could possibly like you might get pushed back so long that you die from it. You just don't want to have to go to the doctor. If they'll yeah. even let you into the hospital. You just don't want to have an actual need right now for a do- for the doctors because what they're doing right now, it's not a win if, oh, all the hospitals are going to be sorry because all the nurses quit. It's not a win because we need hospitals. Yeah, it's it's interesting that the, there's different reasons why nurses and doctors are being pushed out. One of them is because, well, there's so many... There's so much demand and so few employees right now. Like the ones that are there are getting overwhelmed and they're like, screw this. They're worn out. I'm I'm walking. I'm out of here. So yeah, and I, that's what I would do. Like I, I almost feel bad saying it because it's just like uh, some people who want to be nurses, they really just want to go in there and care for people. First of all, it's just not my calling. I feel like if I was a nurse right now, I'd be like, uh, screw this. I'm going to go be a waitress again and make just as much money and... Uh, not have to deal with all this crap or something else, maybe not a waitress, but, you know, whatever. I hope that what we see out of but then, but then there's also, um, there's the people like, like Nikki, mm-hmm. who, your girlfriend, mm-hmm. she's a nurse and the hospital that she works at is like a lot of hospitals coming down with the mandate that you got to get the vaccine. Yeah, and a, a lot, lot of, of her colleagues are like, 
No. Yeah, a lot of them are going to take a walk. And yeah, they're so, either going to quit or they're they're going to get fired. So that I, is not a small hospital. That is a major hospital on the East Coast. And that's what it's going to take for these policies to be reversed. Is for enough staff to say, "No, I'm not doing this." And then the then the administrators of the hospital are like, "Oh crap! What do we do? We literally have no one left, or nearly no one left on staff." So they would have to reverse that plan, but it's still a rough job to be in, and I wouldn't blame anybody for wanting to walk and like hang out their own shingle and start their own thing. More coming up. When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times bestselling author Larry Correa and Bane Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of the program here. The number is 603-283-6160 here in the studio. It's Ian, Matt, and Bonnie. Of course, you can bring up anything that you want. That is the point here on Free Talk Live. Coming up, uh, the New South Wales government is announcing newfound freedoms. How do you get new freedoms? Well, it's New South Wales, so you can probably guess if you've been paying attention to Free Talk Live over the last two months uh, as we've been following their insane lockdowns that they've been having there in New South Wales. We'll uh, dig into that here in just a moment. Also, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio is weighing in on vaccines for children and mandates. We'll talk about that, too. Uh, of course, you can bring up anything. Uh, Bonnie, during the break, you were telling us that your younger brother, who is in the military, he is facing, of course, this new mandatory vaccine, because now that the FDA has approved the Pfizer vaccine for full-on FDA approval earlier this week, the Pentagon has announced that all military members, including, I believe, National Guardsmen, are required what? Yep, are required to get... Uh, the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah. That's what you get for being property. Yeah, so I had asked him yesterday, and that's the thing, he's taken all the other vaccines, but uh, this one is just different. Like, to most people who don't want to take it, they're not even con- they're not even anti-vaxxers. Like, he doesn't mind taking a vaccine to be mm-hmm. in the military, but he doesn't want to take this one because it's experimental. No well, matter they're going to say it's not an experiment. Now, it's fully approved. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Approved. It's fully approved. Mm-hmm. So it's well, not an experiment anymore. It's still an experiment because even... Medicines that get tested for a decade then get FDA approval. Five years later, there will mm-hmm. be something that comes out. Oh, sorry, they actually have this side effect. We didn't know about it yet. That's it. You can't say that in less than a year a vaccine comes out and it's not experimental. I don't care what you what definitions you change it to. But anyways, yesterday I had texted my brother and asked him, uh, Christian. So has anyone in like your chain of command or something told you like get ready, we're gonna have to take the vaccines at uh, this date or anything like that? And he had texted me earlier today, we know about as much about it as you do. And I was like, okay, that's weird because the Pentagon is saying that you guys have to take it, but whatever. And then less than 20 minutes ago, he texted me, dang it, we have by the end of September to get it. And he also Mm -hmm. said his plan 
uh, isn't going to work because his plan was just to fail his PT test and get kicked out, which is it that easy to get kicked out? I don't know, but that was his plan if they've ma- uh, mandated vaccines. But he said his PT test isn't until November, so now he's got to PT is physical training. training. Yeah, so now he's got to figure out what to do to get out of the military or get out of taking the shot. And how many years has he been in the military? Like a year and a half. Oh, he's new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's I only doing five years. That's one of those questions that's always interesting to hear from from people. You know, like what what was your experience? Were you kicked out? Did you want to get out of the military? And you know, did it work? Whatever approach it was that you used, like, did you all of a sudden announce that you were gay? Did you announce that you've started taking crazy amounts of LSD? Oh yeah, that's right. That one doesn't work anymore. Um, What if you what if you tell them you're taking a lot of LSD and smoking a ton of pot? Is that good enough to get you kicked out these days? Because they're still against that stuff, right? Uh, of course, a lot of people are concerned with how they get removed from the military. There's the honorable discharge, and then there's the dishonorable discharge, and I don't know what the other ones are. I think they will screw else. your life forever if you have dishonorable discharge. Will they, though? But will it really? Because that's how it was in like probably the 80s. Oh, I'm not hiring this, You can't this, vote. Sonny. You can't own a gun. You, oh. I mean, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know you couldn't own a gun. Yeah, I you didn't lose know that a lot of stuff. It's basically like catching a felony. Wow. See, I had no idea about that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have been in the military, though, and you've gotten out earlier than your agreement or whatever, the eight years, I think, that they demand that you stay in. This is why you don't, sorry, this is why you don't get in a contract with the military. Drew, you know, my uh, my friend Brian uh, did find that the military wasn't all he thought it was going to be, and he wanted to go to the military for a long time since we were little. And then when he finally did... He wasn't really up for it, and there was a way out for him, and he didn't get dishonorably discharged, and it wasn't a medical discharge. I think he called it like a liberty discharge or something like that, mm. or that some other they came up with some other thing. So I don't know if that's an option, whatever that was. Maybe I can find out what. Yeah, that was. apparently a dishonorable yeah, discharge is reserved for people convicted of violence or serious misconduct, crimes that are equivalent to a felony. So whether. You know, saying that you take LSD, would oh, yeah. be considered that? I don't know. That's what I was just thinking because I was like going to tell him just take some drugs, but maybe he. I don't even do know that. if you actually have to take the drugs. You could just like tell them or something. I, I don't know. That's why I asked for people. That's why I asked for people who've been in the military and who've actually successfully gotten out. Because the three of us, we haven't. Yeah, my mom got out in the nineties. From- I successfully didn't go in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the best path. My mom got out in the nineties from getting pregnant with my sister, but I don't know if they even do that anymore. So here's the question. If you're in the military, another question, if you are in the military and you refuse to take this vaccine, what will happen to you? I don't know. Will, I don't think anybody's tried yet because will, right. they have until September. Well, I mean, there may be other people who have refused other vaccines. So you know, there was a test run for this a long time ago. I had friends in the military during like right after 9-11 mm-hmm. or, you know, during 9-11 and that that's when the anthrax attacks were taking place, the quote-unquote anthrax attacks. Where people were getting mailed anthrax. Yeah. yeah. And then they were doing anthrax vaccines. Again, on all the wow. military people, you had to take an anthrax vaccine. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's, you know, that was a pretty quickly rushed to market uh, vaccine as well. When I lived on Dugway, um, the, they, they don't have a this mayor. A military Sorry, base. Dugway Proving Grounds, Utah. It's a military base. Um, they don't have like a mayor there. They have a... I'm trying to remember what it's called right now. It's not a general, but it might Some be a general. Top bureaucrat. Just a top military uh, officer, not, like not a mm-hmm. um, regular one. It's an officer. Can't remember. The, oh, colonel. They have a colonel in charge, and he's like the mayor, basically, of the town, and he's in charge of all the military on the base and everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
So the one that was there right before I moved had gotten kicked off and like sent somewhere else. They don't kick you out of the military when you're that high up, I don't think. Because while he was the colonel of Dugway, Anthrax accidentally got mailed uh, like very unsecurely to Washington, D.C. from Dugway. Really? Yeah. It was like, it's a huge scandal. According to the Miami Herald, published August 9th of this year, what would happen if troops refuse? According to the story, U.S. Secretary of Defense announced, this is again, they're talking about it back then, now it's a mandatory thing, and uh, let's see... Austin added that if, that military officials will have more to say about this as implement, implementation plans are fully developed. For now, what remains unclear is what kind of consequences, if any, military members, members will face if they refuse to get vaccinated. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby said he won't speculate on what those consequences might be just yet. But military officials have said in the past that refusal to receive any mandated vaccine could constitute failure to obey an order and may be punishable under the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So for listeners that don't know, when you join the military, you agree to following this code, which is its own set of laws that's specific for the military. Probably don't even know what they're signing into. Probably have no idea. And it's one of those things where they can change the code, even though you already signed it. And they just want a Camaro. (laughs) Yeah, the signing bonus, you mean? (laughs) They just really want a Camaro at free college. If the uh, COVID vaccine mandate mirrors that of the mandatory anthrax vaccine immunization program that began in 1998, then some military members who refuse the shot may choose to leave the service Hmm. or face consequences like lost rank and pay or brig time, which is military prison, according to the Military Times. So if that's the choice, then that's a decent choice. All right, see you later. If there are are any military, like higher up type people listening, call into the show and tell us straight what's the deal. I wouldn't want to be a military person in the brig right now, mm. still in the military, still property of the government, while they're mandating vaccines. They're just going to go around and make people everybody take it, and you you're going to be force in jail. It on you? Probably. Why wouldn't they? You're, yeah, well, you're the property, and you I signed mean, up for it. If it's a choice, why anyone would choose to go to the brig and stay in the military just to avoid the vaccine? Like if they actually let you choose to leave, that is the easiest option. Walk just away. get out of there. Go and do something productive with your life, and then you don't have to worry about these psychopaths sending you to your doom in some sand pit. Go home. Or Hang some, with your family. You know, jungle somewhere. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. Because even though Biden has, you know, and is withdrawing people from Afghanistan, that doesn't mean he won't just start a war tomorrow right. somewhere else and send you off to die in the name of the state. 603-283-6160. Speaking of people that love the state, we'll get to the New York City mayor's comments coming up. Talk live. You want to join us? You can. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up, Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York City. He's got something to say about mandatory vaccines and children getting the vaccine. Yikes. That's where they're going with Psychos. this. Nutcases. Yeah. They're he not- said, I don't want them to take it. Because then their blood won't taste as good. Oh, sing. <laughs> uh, we'll, get, we'll continue here with the news, but your calls and thoughts come first. And don't forget, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. 
We had a lot of features. Our social media site is there at social.freetalklive.com. Bonnie, you're on it. I'm on it. Um, a lot of uh, some of the, the Free Talk Live co-hosts are. You can follow us there and follow other Free Talk Live listeners who are posting regularly. You can check it out over at social.freetalklive.com. It's our own social media platform. It's a Mastodon platform, which means it looks and it acts like Twitter, but it's not Twitter. There's no big media corporation behind it. We're behind it, so you get more freedom to express yourself over at social.freetalklive.com. We're going to your phone calls and thoughts. Dion is on the line with us here, calling from Huntsville, Alabama, listening to WBHP. Go ahead, Dion. Yes, hi. Um, I'm going to try to be succinct with this, and I hope that it's helpful to uh, your listeners. But I can tell you that um, I work for... um, Veterans Affairs, and I, I'm, I'm not going to go more into that, but mm-hmm. I can tell you that I was former military, and I work with military every day, all day, in the capacity of my duty. I can tell you for a fact that there are many active duty uh, military personnel that are not on board with this mandatory vaccine, so much so that they have been contacting various law groups in the area, at least in my catchment area, and I can mm-hmm. imagine that's just across the country. And I know that, for example, anthrax, you guys were talking about that, there yeah. has already been settlements for anthrax because they, it has severe adverse reactions. And if anybody can document that they had the anthrax, they will be listed in, will, since the suit already went through, I think in 2017, they'll automatically be compensated uh, monetarily for that. So all they have to do is just look that up. That's if they one. took it. That's if they took it. Now, the, the numbers if here show, according to uh, MiamiHerald.com, the Pentagon notes that 350 troops approximately refused the anthrax shot between 1998 and 2000. At least 36 of them were court-martialed, but hundreds of them left the service to avoid the vaccine. So it sounds like if people refuse this thing, they might be given the opportunity to just walk away. Do you think that's the case? No. And, um, no, that won't happen. Now, the ones that, for example, I know people personally who who did take anthrax. They were going over to Desert Storm, Desert Shield, and they took that. And they also took um, things from a biological uh, weapon so that they would be basically immune from those types of attacks. So they took a lot of things for nerve gas, for example, multiple, multiple. And some of them ended up with things like a form of lupus and leukemia. And so those are the ones I'm talking about that are automatically compensated monetarily because, you know, just like a lot of pharmaceutical uh, products that are out there, eventually there's class action lawsuits when they find out what it does. So I said all that to say that this, particular COVID vaccine, there is no clause in which to get out of this. Really? However, there is, and uh, uh, there was just filed in court either yesterday or today, in fact, um, in the state of Colorado, they filed a class action lawsuit of military people saying that they did not want to take the COVID vaccine. And hmm. this is going to be an interesting case. It's going to set precedent because they're saying they don't want to take it because they already had COVID and they have active antibodies. Right. And as such, they don't believe that it would do any good. In fact, it may do harm. So that's going to be the slippery slope that they're going to use. Interesting. And so you just got to follow it. I've been following this every day, ever since, because I knew it was going to come a time where we wouldn't have a choice. And where I work for the Department of Veterans Affairs, mm-hmm. we were also told that by the same deadline, September 8th, 
100% of all employees must have the vaccine. Wow. I'm going a different route uh, because, again, you just have to start looking up and seeing what you can do, you know, if you're lucky enough to so what's your have plan? a doctor that will give you. Well, quite frankly, you can get an exemption. They're very difficult to get. Uh, but that is the route I'm taking because I will not be, I mean, I refuse to do it. Is this a, 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 like a medical exemption, a religious exemption? There what? are two. There are two. So far, there's medical and, and, there, and there is religion. Now, I can tell you because of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, mm-hmm. you can get a religious exemption. It's written right in there. Thank goodness it does allow for that. It's in the law. Until they change it, and to do that, they would have to go all the way up to the Supreme Court to do that. So I listed the statute. When I wrote for my exemption, I, I listed the law that it was under, and, and not only that, but the Americans with Disabilities Act. It also falls under that. You just have to know. You just have to start mm-hmm. looking things up, and you'd be surprised. But there's a lot of support, I have to say, from the online community about this. On Interesting. things like Rumble, and not so much YouTube, because we know... Oh, they don't let any mm-hmm. dissenters on YouTube right. anymore. No. Hey, Dion, no. thanks for the heads up. Uh, thanks for your opinions on this. As somebody who's yeah, currently working... Helpful. Uh, for the VA, and feel free to call us again with any kind of updates totally. on this. Uh, good luck. You know, yeah, good luck with your approach. I appreciate hearing from you. Yes. Uh, so uh, 603-283-6160. Let's talk to Chris. He's in Oregon. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Uh, I'm, calling, I'm calling from Portland, Oregon. Uh, just wanted to run this by you guys. Uh, so as you know, uh, more and more places are rolling out these vaccine mandates, mm-hmm. uh, and Oregon's Oregon's following suit. Really? Um, they, they, it's it's initially started with uh, healthcare hospital workers being mandated to get the vaccines, mm. and then that's uh, sort of uh, progressed into different private businesses. So hold on, just to clarify something: on. Are you saying the state of Oregon has has ordered all healthcare workers to get the vaccine, or is it just coming through the yes. companies themselves? Or, or you know what? It might. It could be the companies themselves. Because I did see that uh, the Oregon governor did announce there is now a outdoor mask mandate uh, in the state, regardless of vaccination status. So that that much yeah. I have seen coming from the state. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, I could uh, I'm not entirely sure whether it's the state mandating it or if it's uh, the, the hospitals themselves. But whatever the case, somebody's mandating it. And um and and it's it's this it's this you know like snowball kind of thing where uh you know a lot of people thought like oh it's just going to be healthcare workers because you know sure they're working with covid patients you know it it, it seems reasonable to you know to want them to have precautions for, for from that right but now it's just this okay now we're taking it to to private businesses and mm-hmm. they can mandate it and now it's going to be like you know uh, you know, all businesses are potentially. Right? What's your plan, Chris? But, um, well, I, I'm kind of figuring that out now. Um, Does so it involve New Hampshire people. living? <laughs> <laughs> potentially, if, if you know, if if uh, things get really bad here. Don't uh, wait. What would it mean? Maybe. I mean, when you say really bad. It already is really bad, dude. Hate to break it to you. It's already really bad. Yeah. So. Like, if you want to answer the question, I'll let you hang on. Uh, if not, no problem. Uh, stand by here. You know, when, that's a that's an important question people need to ask. Is like, well, when is really bad? I'm really worried about Dion too. Well, she's working for the military. I mean, I know, she's I know. Smart. She sounds like she can handle herself. I hope so. All right, six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. That's six zero three two eight three six one six zero. What does it mean to be really bad? And if it's not really bad yet, what will be?
After a devastating war, the alien visitors were driven back and their willing human collaborators were left behind to face the music. When Emma Jean Anderson's ex-lover springs her from prison, Nathan Foster and his 14-year-old nephew Ben are tasked with bringing the pair to justice. An easy enough job until they discover something is inside Emma Jean and the fate of the planet hangs in the balance. The Family Business by Mike Coopery from BaneBooks.com. It's Free Talk Live. You are invited if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. Last year we told you about Intercoin, which can help any business and organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. Now, intercoin.org has launched worldwide. If there's a token you want to launch or an app you want to build, go to intercoin.org, enter your email, and the team will get in touch and learn about your needs. And while you're there, if you want, you can get some intercoins for yourself. That's intercoin.org. We're going to continue with you in the studio, by the way. It's Ian. Matt. And Bonnie. Uh, we're going to, or back to Chris in Oregon. He's understandably frustrated about mask mandates and vaccine mandates, which seem to be coming down left and right in various different places. We've seen, of course, Los Angeles County in California, uh, San Francisco in California, also New Orleans and New York City implementing vaccine mandates for people who want to go out and do anything, basically. If you want to go out to eat, if you want to go out to a concert, if you want to go out to the to the gym, uh, to a theater or whatever, they're saying you've got to have the vaccine or you basically are a second-class citizen. And it's we're expecting to see that in more cities and more um, we haven't seen one statewide anywhere yet, but it's probably only a matter of time, especially as things start to cool down uh, this fall. But Chris is in Oregon, and he says that uh, you know he's considered because Matt, you put him to the you know the test. You asked him, you know, are you considering moving to New Hampshire? And Chris said he's been thinking about it, and would think would think about it really seriously if things got too bad. And of course, that led me to the question of, well, what does it look like if what it's on not earth bad does enough? Too bad look like. Yeah, oh if, my god! If it's not too bad yet, Chris, uh, what does it look like to you when it is? Uh, I would say, if things got to the point where I couldn't go to the grocery store and get food, then then that's that's my that's my breaking point. You think I'm out of here? You think they'd let you freely travel out of Oregon at that point? I think so. Um, I think you're I, rolling I think the so. dice at a. That's optimistic. Yeah. Because they might try to say that nobody can travel if, if it's to the point where nobody who's vaccinated can go to the grocery store or unvaccinated, sorry, can go to the grocery store. That's pretty bad because in California they're trying to roll out a statewide mandate and their exemption is churches and grocery stores. So that's like the bottom. That's like you know you already you already can't go anywhere else. Now if they say you can't go to the grocery store, why are they going to let you out? Why are they going to let you out of the house or why are they going to let you drive around contagious in their crazy minds, you know? Yeah. That's a damn good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> one, one, now, you know what? The time to the time to plant mention. the seed is now. Yeah. Jump. I hear you. One 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 key thing I wanted to mention, uh so yesterday the Oregon Employment Department announced that um 
in regard to employers being able to issue vaccine mandates upon their employees, um, any employee who uh, rejects getting the vaccine mandate and um, rejects the vaccine and is fired, that they will be ineligible to uh, receive unemployment benefits. Mm -hmm. Two different classes of people. Thanks for the call tonight, Chris. I appreciate hearing from you. Thanks for sticking with us there. Uh, If you want to join us, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. I mean, it sounds hyperbolic to say, oh, they're going to lock down the streets. You won't be able to leave. But remember, during 2020, there were in everybody talks about how great the state of Florida is. It was the state of Florida that put troopers on the ground blocking people from coming into the state of Florida. So people like to act like Florida is some sort of bastion of freedom, and I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I don't buy it. Um, New York City had that as well. They had people blocking the roads. They actually had roadblocks. Canada had police uh, going around with their sirens on at night to catch people leaving their houses. Yep, they sure did. Montreal. Vermont had dump trucks parked at all the bridges. They could pull those dump trucks right across the, right across the roadway and block a bridge. Sure. And you know, you know what state didn't have all that crap? New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Now, look, New Hampshire wasn't perfect. There's no doubt about that. But that said, we had a resistance here, Mm -hmm. and there was very little counter to the resistance. So to those of us who went out uh, and the the first night that the governor put his stay-at-home recommendation or whatever it was, order, it was an order, but it kind of read as a recommendation if you actually read the thing because there were some loopholes in there. And, of course, most people didn't read it. They just took what the mainstream media said and said, oh, it's, we have to stay at home. The media said, the governor said. So they didn't actually read the order. But uh, And regardless of what the order would have said, we would have gone out and done this anyway. Absolutely. Uh, but we went out and we threw a party on Central Square here in downtown New Hampshire, and we did it for 36 weeks in a row. We only quit because it got too damn cold at, at some point. But by that time, I think they'd rescinded the, the stay-at-home order mm-hmm. anyway. And we brought it back this year, so it's actually still going. I can't attend because they won't. my federal handler won't let me out at night, apparently. But, uh, you because you're extra going. dangerous at night. Yeah, you guys have been going on uh, same place, same time, Friday nights uh, at midnight, basically. Mm-hmm. Turning into Saturday morning, and people hang out and do a little drinking, maybe, and yep. hang out and maybe he's smoking. just protecting you because coronavirus is extra contagious at night. I don't know. <laughs> he still hasn't even answered my question because I've asked him on more than one occasion because I've asked to go because I have to request from him when I want to like go shopping or go out for a walk or something like that. Um, and I've asked him to go to the nightcaps. And he has refused. And then I will ask him, I said, well, am I allowed to go out at night? Is this a curfew thing? Because there's nothing wrong with me. You won't say no to me walking to the park during the daytime. So what's, you know, why am I being denied this? And he never really gives me an answer. He, just he doesn't know. It. It's arbitrary. Yeah. yeah, it really is. He just doesn't feel he has to tell you a reason. Well, he doesn't. You know, he, he definitely doesn't. So uh, anyway, 603-283-6160. That's our number here. You know, what makes you think they're not going to lock down the roads? If Look at what's happening in Sydney. I think you make the best point here, Bonnie. Look at Sydney, Australia right now. It is a total lockdown. All businesses are closed with the exception of grocery stores, basically. There's very few exceptions in New South Wales. And that's the state where, where Sydney is. And you can't leave. And if they catch you out on the roads without, you know, a, if you're... If you are a certain distance away from your home and you are, you know, there's like a grocery store that's closer to your home than you are, you're in trouble. 
you know, they're going to find you and possibly lock you in a cage. You know, early that. on I said what we ought to do as fast as possible is come up with a way to make money on masks. We'll make like the most ridiculous mask and we'll claim that it doesn't, you know, I, we missed the boat on that because that got done by a ton of people. But now what we should do, we should come up with this like an inflatable bubble that goes around your car. So you can, can drive around in an inflatable bubble car and you'll be protected from COVID-19. If only it would protect me from the cops. That would be great. Um, hey, well, I said we had uh, special news out of New South Wales. So since yeah. we're talking about Australia, here's the news from amp.9news.com.au. New South Wales residents can look forward to a slight relaxation of lockdown rules next month. It's being advertised by the government there as new freedoms. Oh my God. Just dropped. It's a two-edged sword for the regions. Premier Gladys Berejiklian said the va- vaccination milestone of 6 million reached this week would allow for a small renewal in freedoms for re- uh, residents with the jab. Here's what you need to know. What's changing? From September 13th, households living in the New South Wales, gov- New South Wales government's LGAs of concern. These are local government administration or local okay. government areas. It's basically suburbs, I think, from what I understand. Uh, of concern will be allowed to spend an additional hour of recreation outdoors. Are you serious? This is literally a prison. This is the only new a twenty-two freedom. hour lockdown. Yes, uh, that's correct. So yeah, this is on top of the already permitted hour of exercise. So this means that now households will be able to visit a park. I'm serious. This is not the you know the onion. This is not Babylon B. Once a prison island, always a prison island. This is really what's happening there. However, people must take this hour within the current and ongoing curfew hours, which will continue. So you'll still be locked down. You will still have a curfew. But now you can have, if you are vaccinated, you can have an extra hour out to go to the park. There's more. You can share your thoughts here with us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And don't say it can't happen here. Enjoy those extra hours out, even though you took years off your life, possibly, taking this vaccine. (laughs) 603-283-6160 allows you to join us and bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. More freedoms coming up. This is Free Talk Live. The number, if you want to join in, 603-283-6160. And 603-283-6160. We got another big, big freedom to announce coming soon to New South Wales. Yeah, buddy. It's a freedom fest over there. Yeah, not only are you going to be able to get an extra hour outside of your house if you've got the vaccine. Those of you without a vaccine, sorry, you're on total lockdown but you'll be on less than total lockdown because you'll get a second hour lord be praised you just have to give up your bodily autonomy to the government for an extra hour of freedom well it's not real freedom because you still have to stay within a certain uh, radius of your home you can't go too far out and you can't go out after dark so you'll still go out when they allow you to go out and you'll go where they allow you to go and you'll go with who they allow you to go. That's the other part we're going to get to here. Because who can you go see? If you can go out, can you go see another person while you're doing it? 603-283-6160. But first, we go to your calls. Tom is on the line in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom. Good Good evening. I came across an interesting news story. Uh, it's on NBC News. <clears throat> U.S. veterans tried to rescue Afghan interpreters. And these are veterans 
who uh, still had, you know, they uh, knew the interpreters from their unit. They know each other from the unit from back when they were in service. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get these guys safely from home to the airport so they can get out of Afghanistan. Hold on. Let me see if I can understand what you're saying. You're saying the veterans are not, they're not active duty. They're veterans. They've they're veterans, traveled to Afghanistan? They're the United States. They're veterans of the war in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and they're living in the United States. And, you know, they still keep in touch with each other. Mm-hmm. And they get the call from an interpreter who needs to get out. And they're trying to tell these guys how to get out and all the tricks, everything they know about how to oh, get I see. around there. So they're not but actually then, traveling to Afghanistan and, and, you know, providing them with a convoy or yeah, something Yeah, they're not doing like, like exfil or anything like that. They're not leaving. What, what I'm getting at here is they, at one point the interpreter arrives at the gate of the airport and is showing his cell phone to one of the Marines guarding the gates so that these veterans can explain to the Marine, you've got to let them in. There are guys. These are interpreters who've been mm. helping the United States all these years. When I say our guys, that's what the Marines are calling them, of course. And they're not mine. But, uh, and the Marine says, I understand, but I can't. I've got orders. Mm. Now, that and now they're probably place. extra paranoid now because apparently, allegedly, ISIS has bombed, suicide bombed the Kabul airport. And that apparently just happened within the last 24 hours. So, I mean, they're extra paranoid now. CIA. Let me point out that if they have orders not to let these people into the airport, that is on uh, President Biden, the Mm commander-in-chief of the land and naval forces. That Marine got that order from further up the the chain of command that the buck stops at the White House at the desk of the Oval Office. And... The, the, the have orders, this negates, this contradicts the story that the problem is getting these people through all these Taliban checkpoints. No, they, they made, the interpreters are making they it made through it. those checkpoints yeah. and getting to the gate of the airport, and they're being turned away hmm. by United States bureaucrats. And when they get left behind and they get murdered by the Taliban, well, hey, you know, that's just like the people who were left behind in Germany and in Europe during the Second World War who were trying to escape to the United States and got turned away by immigrants. Same old story. Tom, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. The number is 603-283-6160. Different decade, same story. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not surprising to me. The government is already throwing these people under the, under the bus. They mm-hmm. These people agreed to work with the U.S. government, even though they're from Afghanistan, because, you know, they didn't want to be murdered by the Taliban or whatever, or whatever it is. They, they wanted, wanted to make more check. money. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. Now the government pulled out. They said, see ya, everybody that did our work for us and did our bidding for us. The government ditched a whole bunch of U.S. citizens over there. They they're did. definitely going to ditch Afghani uh, yeah, it's just really interpreters. Not, it's not surprising. Not at all. Number 603-283-6160. So again, uh, looking at the new freedoms that they're announcing, and this is the way they are packaging this, by the way, it, it, and announcing it like it's exciting. It's, oh, you can now you can do all these things again that you couldn't do before. And well, by all these things, you really just mean going outside for an extra hour a day. That's what they've announced, according to Nine News over in Australia. This is uh, New South Wales. The uh, That's the state that has sydney in it where they've been on tremendously restrictive lockdown probably one of the most lockdown uh peoples of the entire planet at the moment 
And so they're announcing that starting September 13th, because they've reached some arbitrary number of 6 million people that have been vaccinated, that those households where people have been fully vaccinated, uh, that they will be allowed out for an extra hour of recreation outdoors on top of the already permitted hour of exercise. But that's not all, folks. You get a bonus. You get to actually meet with up to five whole people if you go outdoors. You and can't meet them indoors. And there are only five people that are like already in your approved bubble, right? I'm sure. Uh, it's not clear on that. It does say that the five may be from different households, but they have to adhere to the LGA five-kilometer radius rule. So if you've got a buddy that's more than five kilometers away, sorry, you can't meet with him. Are you kidding me? Uh, nope. You will be allowed only to gather outdoors as long as all adults are fully vaccinated. So you cannot meet inside. You have to be outdoors and... I don't know how cold it gets there in uh, New South Wales, Sydney, but it is wintertime. It's winter, yeah. There right now. I've seen like a lot of pictures of them wearing, you know, flannel shirts and, you know, long sleeve shirts and long pants and things. So. In order to take advantage of the new freedoms, people will need to demonstrate proof of vaccination, which means that you better have your QR code or your little MediPass or whatever it is they're mandating over there or else you're going to be arrested or something bad will happen to you. Other rules, including mask wearing, social distancing, and no visits to households will remain in place. So those are the two big freedoms they're giving you. You get to go out for an extra hour a day. How are people making a living? Everything's shut down. They're not. Do you own a house if the government can tell you you're not allowed to invite your friends over? Wait, what now? Do you really own a house? Oh, of course not. Yeah, if, you're, yeah, if, if you, the government, if the government tells you. can tell you who you can bring in. Yeah. Uh, so part of the roadmap when following the following targets are hit, there will be new freedom. So once they hit 70% full vaccination, a quote range of family, industry, community, and economic restrictions will be lifted for those who are vaccinated. And once they hit 80% full vaccination, further easing of restrictions on industry, community, and the economy. Ms. Berekjikian said businesses and industry need to prepare for a 70% vaccination level throughout the state. That's when things will start to open up, she said. She said businesses should once more prepare a COVID safety plan, including QR code check-ins. Gross. Yes. So what you will do if you don't have a vaccine, how you will be restricted there, it looks like it's going to be pretty severe. You will. It doesn't sound like you're going to be able to leave your home. It doesn't sound like you're going to be able to go out for anything whatsoever. And that's only once they hit 70%. Until they hit 70% full vaccination, this lockdown stand in place. And they can lie about that number all they want. Sure. They can keep it at 70% as long as they want or 65 or whatever. Yeah. And of course, what does it mean to be fully vaccinated? Does that mean just having two shots or does it mean having all three or four when the fourth one comes out? So how do you do that? How do, like if you haven't gotten the first shot, is it only if you got the last two shots? So like if you never got the first shot, can you get shots two and three and be considered fully vaccinated? How does that work exactly? Tough call. Or do you have to just if you do you have to just go and get all three shots? Can you get all three different manufacturers like Mark? Get a little cocktail going on, the vaccine cocktail. Candy Mark flipping. got one from each. Well, no, he, he got, got two. He got Johnson Johnson and Moderna, I think. Yeah. Because <laughs> he wanted to have had a shot recently enough to be allowed to go on a cruise. So he got one. And then he was like, oh, crap, I, I was like four days off or something. I got to get another one. So we just went and got 
a different brand. If smug eye rolling could make a noise, I would have just blown everybody's oh eardrums out. <laughs> so uh, that's the latest from New South Wales. But hey, that's not all the news because it's not all coming out of Australia, folks. We've also got old Mayor Bill de Blasio. He's got a way in on getting vaccines, making them mandatory, and specifically forcing them on children. Look, human beings do well when they have carrot and stick. So uh, a mandate helps people to realize it's time. FDA final approval on Pfizer said it's time. Now, the Biden administration could do something else that would really help us all move forward, speed the approval of the vaccine for the 5 to 11-year-olds. It's time for that. Look, if we can get that last piece done. Mm, A carrot on a stick is not a gun to the back. No, no, he said a carrot and a stick. Stick meaning we beat you. The uh, carrot is the reward. The stick is the punishment. Yeah, the carrot is go do what we say. We'll give oh you a you know give, we'll give you a Krispy Kreme donut uh, and a beer or a bag of weed or whatever it is they're giving away. We'll continue. He's got more to say, and you can share your thoughts as well. Hour three is next. It's Free Talk Live. This message is for you if you are a polyamorous person or you're in an open relationship and you are struggling with jealousy, loneliness, and communication problems. Hello, my name is Jeremy West, and I am a polyamory coach with degrees in psychology and communications and five years of experience with polyamory. And for a limited time, I'm teaching a free online class just for polyamorous people or people in open relationships where you will discover a new, simpler, and unique way to uncover the secret that experienced poly people know about jealousy that you must know too, stop feeling lonely when your partner is out with another partner, and use the four key elements that will change the way you communicate forever. No more crying yourself to sleep when you're alone for a night, a weekend, or longer, and wondering if it's better to go back to a monogamous relationship. Sound good? Well then, go to jeremywest.net slash free class and register for my class now. Again, that's jeremywest.net slash free class, jeremywest.net slash free class. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, kicking off the third hour of the program. The number here is 603-283-6160. If you want to join us, more from Mayor Bill de Blasio on his statement regarding forced vaccinations, mandatory vaccinations, especially for children. He's really interested, it seems, in having uh, 5 to 11-year-old children uh, mandated to get the vaccine, even though children, of course, are the most likely to easily defeat COVID should they contract it. Uh, but we will continue. all of that doesn't matter. But uh, mandates, obedience, that's what matters. With you tonight, it's Ian. Matt. And Bonnie. We're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts first, and then I'll play more of this interview with uh, Ed Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York City, interviewed on MSNBC recently about vaccine mandates. But first, Wild Child is on the line here. Uh, where are you calling from? Missouri. And you're on the air. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, back in 1998, before there were cell phones or the internet for the Andrew Joker Joe. It's like I infiltrated the Communist Party of the United States of America. Really? That's fun. So, yeah, I became a member of the CP of USA. And okay. it's like I found out that, firstly, 
Yeah, they, they spew out that Marxian twaddle, but simultaneously they don't live like they, they want everyone else to live. Of course not. They, oh, uh, they're hypocrites. Oh, yeah, big time. Mm -hmm. It's like I lived out in the metro Detroit area that's in Michigan, and um, the communists there, you know, the locals, they, they group you out together. They call it a club, or at least they did 24 years ago or so. And um, they, um, they, all of them, except I was the only one that rented my housing. At that point in time, I had divorced my husband, and I was the only one that, um, you know, I had to rent because he owned his house and he wasn't giving me half. But, um, you know, I was the only renter. They all owned their houses, and their houses were these big, beautiful mansions out in what um, they call the exurbs in the wealthier suburbs. And um, where was this again that you, that you infiltrated them? The Communist Party of the United States of America. But where, was, where were you? Michigan? I, I was in the metro Detroit area Detroit, okay, of, of, okay. in Michigan. So where do you think their money came from? I, I guess it came from their jobs and stuff. I have no idea. But the thing is, they owned their property. So these were like upper crust people. About. These these weren't uh, like the young 20-somethings that oh, were fresh no, out of college. These were really old, facilitic, mm -hmm. old, old. Most of them were not all of them. I was in my early 40s at the time. But most of them were like in their 80s and 90s. They had been oh. very wild, you know. Interesting. Wild Child, anything else you want to share about your experience? Go ahead. Yeah, they they were hypocrites. They, it wasn't about like, you know, Marx talks about the petty bourgeois and Steve's goes to the upper classes for the problems of the proletariat. Wild. Uh, the um, the commies in this country at that point in time, like now, were anti-white racists and, and scapegoated white people for all the problems of everyone else. But simultaneously, they were all pretty much white, you know, but, and they mm. were, they were very wealthy and they, they did, they did not rent. They owned everything and they had these big lavish houses, lived in the lap of luxury. Let me guess, they, they weren't taking a bunch of their money and spending it on local hungry people. They weren't doing... You know, oh hell no! Big giveaways of cash <laughs> or sandwiches yeah. or anything like that. No hell, they didn't hmm. do that. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, there were a bunch of hypocrites, just like you know, like Christians or all other religions are today. They're pretty much you'll know, do as I say, not as I do. Hypocrites. Thank you, Wild Child, for your call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. The number here is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. I mean, she's not wrong. Sounds like phony is like. Uh, Mark David Chapman would say. The murderer of John uh, Lennon. John Lennon. <laughs> Called him a phony because he was he was living like a lavish life. In like a penthouse apartment or right. whatever. After all this. They had servants. All right. So uh, back to another phony, another hypocrite, uh, Bill de Blasio, another thug. Also living in New York. Yeah, and I'm sure City. he's living large as well, uh, the mayor of New York City. Here's what he had to say. I'm just going to recap this. Uh, re re it's a short clip, so I'm going to play the whole thing for those of you just tuning in here. Look, human beings do well when they have carrot and stick. So uh, a mandate helps people to realize it's time. FDA final approval on... His language, mandates help. They help you realize things. It's time. It's time to You know, obey. you've been considering taking this vaccine and just waiting till it was time, and now... The government is showing you that it is time. Oh, I got it. Uh, we jumped back here for a second. Here it Realize is. Realize it's time. 
FDA final approval on Pfizer said it's time. Now, the Biden administration could do something else that would really help us all move forward, speed the approval of the vaccine for the 5 to 11-year-olds. It's time for that. Look, if Why we- is that going to help us all move forward exactly? No, 5 to 11-year-olds don't die of coronavirus. No, they don't. And if everybody else has gotten the vaccine, because the old excuse was, oh, well, you've got to keep the kids away from the grandparents, right? right? Because, you know, the grandparents are the ones that are vulnerable. Well, if the vaccine works, then why would it matter whether or not the kids have the vaccine? And if you're that concerned, just keep grandma away from the kids still. You know? But either way, if grandma's got the vaccine and the vaccine works, then why can't she hug her grandkids whether or not, whether or not they've got the vaccine? Well, Ian, the government said, when I count to three, you better get your vaccine. And they already counted to three, so now it's time. <laughs> we can get that last piece done. Because right now we can vaccinate kids 12 and up. And we're having a lot of success in New York City getting that done. But we need that last piece. And we need every child in America back in school. So I know Joe Biden cares. Because you got to keep indoctrinating them. got to keep them brainwashed. Yeah, yeah. To his great credit, I know the team's working nonstop. But they've got to make this a central priority. Get that vaccine ready for the 5 to 11-year-olds. And then there's not even a question anymore about our schools. Everyone in the school building at that point could be vaccinated, should be vaccinated. We- it's creepy, isn't it? It's extremely creepy. Like, this guy's obsessed. He's hell-bent on being a child abuser. Yeah. Mass child abuser. Yeah. Millions of kids he's he, talking he's about. He's obsessed with injecting children with an experimental vaccine that modifies their DNA. This is not hyperbole. No. This is real. That's that's it's a real interview. Well, if you Google, is the vaccine, is the COVID-19 vaccine experimental fact checkers will come up and explain to you that it's not experimental. And then when you click on the links that they give you, they're just a bunch of mumbo jumbo that literally doesn't say anything. It says, yeah, animal testing was done. For how long? How, how does that make it not experimental? So, okay, you did some experiments. Oh, these what fact they check show? sites are awful. They're just straight was, up propaganda. And Google's part of this, right? So, so is people, Facebook, so is YouTube, all of them. The people who Google is the COVID-19 vaccine experimental because they've heard someone they don't like say it and now they want to give them proof that it's not experimental will just say, oh, look, there's this link. Yeah, here's a link to the New York Times. Here's a link to what the CDC said and not even be able to read this crap that pops up, uh, this paperwork or whatever that pops up. Didn't somebody call the other night about uh, the, uh, some alternatives to Google, like a search.brave.com i think i heard about yeah i can't remember it now and then there were a couple of other ones as well um you know which what is the most freedom friendly search engine out there at the moment if you know the answer feel free to give us a call and let us know our number is 603-283-6160 but this guy uh this bill de blasio who you know he knows that people pay attention to new york city he knows that people watch what they do, the other government, government people, government goons in other places all around the country. As New York City goes, so goes a lot of other places. And they were the first to have the vaccine mandate to go and do things indoors. They were the first. Uh, that is, by the way, still rolling out that the enforcement of that is not starting until, I believe, mid-September. I think it's like September 16th or something like that. So right now, they're not sending the ticketing agents around. They're not making arrests yet of you know restaurateurs or whoever else, gym owners, that might, uh, that might balk and might refuse to enforce this. And there are some independent restaurateurs there who are suing the city over this. Uh, so, again, uh, whether you're in New York City or whether you're anywhere, 
and you want to talk about this or whatever happens to be on your mind, you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. But you know what? Let's change things up. There's always crazy news about COVID, but there's other things worth talking about in the world. And uh, I got some crypto news coming up here for you. Oh, goody. And you can share your thoughts with us. It's Free Talk Live. Talk live. You may dial in here and join us. Bring what you want. Busy night here on the phone. So thanks to everybody participating with the show. It's always more fun, I think, for us to do shows where we get to talk to you. The number is 603 283 6160. And with you tonight, it's Ian, Matt, and Bonnie. We'll continue with uh, some different news because there's always crazy corona news in the store and the. Uh, the news out there but uh what else is happening in the world well cryptocurrency is has tended to be on the rise over time and one country el salvador has legalized bitcoin as legal tender that's pretty impressive and we'll talk a little bit more about that because it's getting closer to being go time for that whole plot they kind of mandated bitcoin right it sounded like it. Now they're walking that back. That's so cool. we'll talk about that uh, coming up here. But first, we go to your phone calls and thoughts. Tyler is on the line, former host here on Free Talk Live. Uh, Tyler is calling from New Hampshire over in uh, Rochester. Hey there. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, Matt. Hey, Bonnie. Hey, Tyler. Hi. What's on your mind, dude? Hey, I just wanted to call. I uh, I saw your guys' uh, newspaper article or in the Intelligencer, the New York Magazine. Yeah caught that today and made me think of you guys so i'm watching the show thanks um wanted to change the subject a little bit because we all know covid you know information and news is always getting you down but uh, there is one white pilling article that i read recently uh this company called rare breed makes a trigger called the frt15 trigger Mm. you guys heard of that yet yes no i have not and first tell me what a white pill is so a white pill is just good news as opposed to black pilling, you know, red pilling is, is, is waking up. Okay. Um, blue pilling is staying inside the rabbit hole. Black pilling sad. White pilling's good. Got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> yep. So this is, yeah, now, I, you're going to tell me good news about this trigger, this rare breed trigger. Let's explain, Tyler, quickly what, a rare, what the rare breed trigger is and what's going on around it. Okay. So what the rare breed trigger is, is a drop-in trigger you can put in your AR-15. And what it is, is it's a forced reset trigger. So for a semi-automatic rifle, what you usually do is when you pull the trigger, it fires around. You have to release your finger from the trigger for it to reset so you can fire another round. Well, this trigger does that part for you. Oh. So if you hold the trigger down, it'll push your finger forward to reset it. And as long as you're holding your finger against it, it's going to continue to fire around. So this is and kind of like a bump stock, but not a bump stock. Think of it like a bump trigger. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So the ATF decided to do a report, and according to sources, um, the report that they did, they didn't even actually look at the trigger itself, um, but they saw that you can get uh, firing rates of like six to 700 rounds per minute. Um, Damn. Which is M16 you know or higher, you know. Yeah, yeah, which is, it gets it up there. Um, and so immediately they were like, well, of course this is a machine gun, even though it doesn't meet the definition of a machine gun, but we say it is, so... They sent Rare Breed a letter, a cease and desist, and mm. they said, um, you can't sell any more of these. 
and you have to account for all the ones you sold because technically you sold machine guns. Oh, well, the God. good news is Rare Breed said, not now, Chief, I'm in the zone, and they kept making them. <laughs> they kept making them, we kept selling them. And, and kept selling them. They're going to continue to do so, and they're suing the ATF. Oh, they want to take the ATF to court because at the end of the day, they're going to have to convince a jury hmm. that uh, this is a machine gun, and it doesn't meet the definition of a machine gun at all. The Wait, ATF's, so- the ATF's definition of a machine gun is not nearly met. So is it illegal right, to exactly. sell a machine gun in America? Oh yeah. Oh yes. Everywhere in America? Oh yes. That's stupid. So, uh, there I mean, there yes are and no. You can, you can buy a machine gun, but you have to have a tax stamp for it and you have to like and you have to have what's that cost? And, the tax stamp's 200 bucks. Well, it's going to you're going to wait a year on your background check and it's going to cost you about 20 grand to actually afford the cheapest M16 beater that's mm-hmm. out there. So this yeah. is, uh, yeah, no, you you cannot buy any machine gun in America that was made after 1986. So these triggers you can take and put into, a, I presume, a variety of different uh, semi-automatic rifles, AR-15s. like a- AK-47. No, just an AR-15. Just the AR-15. Yeah, yeah just the AR-15. Ah, okay. And the reason that Rare Breed thinks that they're going to win this suit is because uh, the ATF hasn't been able to prosecute anyone for having a bump stock. And the reason for that is, is they tried to persecute one person for having it. And then when they, they were getting ready to go to court over it, they realized really quickly that they're not going to be able to meet their own definition of a machine gun. So they dropped the charges. So anyone that has a bump stock out there hasn't been persecuted for having one. And, you know, they realized, hey, we're just going to, like, use their own rules against them. Did so Trump, let's see uh, where this goes. when Trump, quote unquote, banned bump stocks, did he ban the possession or just the sale of bump stocks? That's a great question. I mean, I would assume that if because the bump stock was classified as a machine gun, meaning mm-hmm. if you already owned one, owned one and you didn't have a tax stamp for it, mm-hmm. you're in a legal possession of a machine gun. I see. But again, they haven't prosecuted anyone for that. It's interesting. Yeah. It is. So, so this let's, company let's uh, is called Rare Breed. Now, they're still selling these these triggers. They're they absolutely haven't heroic. Um, are they saying anything on their their website like we're not going to keep your information like if you buy this from us we'll de- you know we'll delete your address or anything. Is there any kind of uh, statement like that or are they still I collecting I haven't heard names? anything like that. The thing is is they're not they're not selling them directly. Their distributor mm-hmm. is Big Daddy Unlimited, which is a firearms distributor online. Mm-hmm. Um, I went ahead and looked these up because I, as soon as I found that out, I was like, well, hey, I kind of want one. But there, <laughs> there are so many people that want one that they're backordered back over a year. So, wow. Yeah. For, there was a split yeah. second there where you could buy one because people wanted to offload them quickly. They didn't want to be associated with them, so you could <laughs> get them on, like, you know. Secondhand? Yeah, secondhand. Nice. People were like, I want this gone. Nice. Tyler, anything oh, else you want to share? Place. No, just that I miss you guys. I'm glad to see uh, you, you too, got dude. back to doing what you do best, uh, Ian. And Thanks, uh, hopefully I got to come back to Keene soon. I got some stuff left at the old house, so maybe I'll swing by and say hi. Cool. Look forward to it. Thanks, brother. All right. Take it Appreciate easy. It. Thanks for the call tonight. Thanks for the update. 603-283-6160. You know, there's been some surprisingly good court decisions recently for gun rights. Yeah. Uh, and it, all this stuff we're going through right now kind of overshadows all that mm-hmm. stuff. But there's a, there's one activist judge out in California who's just decimating a lot of uh, supposed the state laws, right? Yeah, yes, state laws. 
So uh, that's I mean, been California is still a terrible place to live. Yeah, but. and on the circuit level too, though, is that the Ninth Circuit's been uh, pretty yeah, friendly. Right. Wow, what's it for someone like me who pays attention to that stuff? I'm like, yeah. what's going on out there? Uh, so if you want to weigh in, you're welcome to six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. And of course, you know that's another reason why New Hampshire just needs to leave the United States. Absolutely. There's there's been talk recently among state representatives about declaring independence uh, from the United States and. When uh, Mike Sylvia, who's one of the state reps, he's an A-plus rep, 100% liberty rep. This guy is the bona fide real deal, freedom-friendly guy. Uh, he, When he goes through his list of reasons why New Hampshire ought to leave, gun rights is right there toward the top of the list. You know, Because all these federal rules get in the way of people's freedoms mm-hmm. to bear whatever arms they and want And you to. have to really take a, even if you're not a gun person, you have to really put it into perspective in terms of tactics. If someone's trying to disarm you, why? There's only one reason anybody would ever really want to disarm you. Especially when they're armed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially when they're armed. Yeah, they're not disarming, that's for sure. No. 603-283-6160. You can join us. El Salvador getting ready to have Bitcoin become legal tender. What does that mean? So interesting. Let's talk about it. Coming up, this is Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. It's Free Talk Live. The number, if you want to join us here, it's 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Of course, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Coming up, El Salvador to be the first country on the planet. And I'm going to guess, not the last country on the planet to uh, legalize Bitcoin. To... And when I say legalize it, I don't mean that it was prohibited. I mean to put it into the system, to legalize, to make it legal as in it is part of the government, part of the system. And we're going to get deeper into this idea here in just a moment. They're going to make it legal tender. Sounds like for me, there's a there's a vacation being planned for El Salvador. If you ask me, it's uh, it's interesting. There's some ups, there's some downs to this, and uh, the Wall Street Journal's covering the story that they're about ready to roll this thing out uh, officially here in a short bit. But first, we're going to go to your calls and thoughts. Riley is on the line. Uh, Riley from Utah, who is our Riley. He's the guy that does the Daily Digest. Our Riley. How are you doing, Riley? Every single night. I'm doing fantastic. Hey, dude. Welcome uh, back to the show. Hi, Riley. Thank you. I'm actually going to be coming back to New Hampshire September 28th through October 9th. Can't wait. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But anyway, I want to talk about this whole rhetoric surrounding masks and vaccines and how a lot of people on the left claim it's ableist to not get vaccinated or wear a mask. And yet here we have people who have suffered trauma from abuse or whatever, who maybe can't wear a mask because it's highly triggering. Mm. Or then you have the people who can't get vaccinated for whatever reason. And these leftists 
really want to claim the idea that it's ableist to not get masks, to wear masks, or be vaccinated. And to me, it's really frustrating as someone who has a quote-unquote disability, even though I don't consider blindness to be a disability. It's really frustrating to hear these people talk about how ableist it is to not be masked or vaccinated. So an ableist is somebody who is saying that someone has an ability that others don't, right? Like, so a, 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 define this for me. I, I really don't know what that term exactly means. <laughs> I just have heard it used. I mean, I, I'm like, guessing ableist. Go ahead, Bonnie. Oh, it, it's like being racist against somebody for their race. It's being uh, discriminatory against somebody for their abilities. So like if somebody just mm. didn't want to... Uh, cater like make a restaurant that could have people come in with wheelchairs like they could be called ableist discrimination right. against disabled people according to dictionary.com so yeah bonnie you nailed it uh but so they're saying that it's ableism to not get a vaccine yes that's what i've heard that's stupid like something how i don't know and that's really concerning i guess i guess the assumption is that if you don't get a vaccine you're going to get people sick it still doesn't really make sense. Well, when it doesn't look at what we're working with here, though. That's Riley's point. It yeah. just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. This is, oh my God. Last night, Nikki said something that uh, kind of has something to do with this. She said people call her like rude or say she's selfish for not wanting to take the vaccine or mm-hmm. wear a mask. And she said that's so ridiculous, uh, considering the fact that she was a nurse working with COVID positive patients. In the early From day days, zero of, yeah, every day. In the early days oh, of COVID, sure. where uh, you know it was actually really scary to most people because we didn't know what this thing was, and now and she was fine, so she learned from that. You know, with her personal experience, does, is making a personal choice not to take the vaccine, doesn't want to wear masks, and people call her selfish for the that. The thing is, what's selfish is people who want to force other people to take the same medicine that they do, so they can feel safe. Right. That's selfishness. Oh, absolutely. It's this this whole COVID thing is a fear-based experience for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And when they respond in a fear-based way, they're afraid. They want to get they want to get in control of others so they feel safe. Well, you have to let go of your fear. You have to let go of wanting to control people because when you do, you're going to realize that hey, this really isn't that bad. What's it like being, you know, a blind guy? You're there in uh, in Utah, uh, which Bonnie, you actually spent some time living in in Utah as well. I mean, are, are people bewildered when the blind dude isn't even, you know, doing what because they figured that you're going to be obedient or whatever? You need your hand held and and uh, yeah, you're, you know you're they, walking to a place without a mask on. And what do they say? They usually don't say anything about it. I usually just say, "Oh, I have a medical exemption," mm-hmm. and leave it at that. They leave you alone. <laughs> Yeah, okay. they do. That's good to know. So get myself a cane and some <laughs> black sunglasses. And- it didn't get too bad in Utah, my parents said. Well, at least in Tuella, Utah, they mm-hmm. said that they pretty much always went to Walmart without wearing a mask. No issues. In Tuella, Utah. Did it get bad where you are, Riley? Um, so I live in St. George, Utah. It didn't get that bad. We have College enough town. conservatives here to push things back, but mm-hmm. also... Um, I've noticed that the dominant religion in Utah, the Mormon Church, has said, "Hey, you know, we urge our members to get vaccinated." So they're wow. they're trying to get 
everyone going along with the narrative. And it's really, really sad that a lot of people in my family got it because, well, the church, the church said so. Yep, wow. That's sad. Yeah. That, that's really messed up. That The church does a lot of things I feel like are messed up in Utah because there's like no separation of church and state. They'll just be like, yeah, vote for Trump or whatever, like just right. straight up. And they, uh, you know, they're un- unashamed about it. But it's really messed up that the church is telling mm. people to get vaccinated because Mormons will absolutely do what the president pops up. The LS, LDS president pops up on the video cameras and says to do. Yeah. Well, I can understand because I have family members that work in the medical field. and I can just understand why they'd want to get vaccinated. I know my mom got vaccinated because she works around older people. And so she got vaccinated to, quote unquote, protect them. So I don't know. I'm I'm really feeling pressure to get vaccinated and I don't really want to. Yeah, anytime I feel pressured for something, it makes me want to do something less. Yeah, totally. Hey, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. That's my attitude. Thanks, Riley. We'll see you uh, when you get here uh, for your visit coming right. up in Sounds September. Good. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And I'm even less interested to do something that the government says because they oh, are yeah. completely untrustworthy. They're liars. They're they, murderers. They're murderers. They are just absolutely corrupt from top to bottom. And why anyone takes them seriously. You know, I'd, I mean, obviously you have to take a man seriously if he's going to point a gun at your head and demand things of you. But why anyone believes what they say with so many decades upon decades of evidence after evidence of malfeasance and r- outright robbery and rape and just destruction of uh, innocent life. Why anyone would think these people have your best interest in mind. That's is, lunacy. The exact yeah. things, uh, same thing can be said about the LDS church as well. Like it was founded by a liar, like an mm. extreme liar and thief. And they went around murdering Brigham people. Brigham Young, was that the guy? No, uh, no, Joseph Smith. Joseph, Joseph Smith. Smith, that's right. Uh, like, crazy liar. Yeah, you should see I, Joseph I Smith's uh, rap sheet in uh, Chenango County, because he's from He had to Hill run County. from your old county yeah. in and New York, he, right? He, basically he went to Missouri, out. too, and they banned him from Missouri. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's just a horrible person that started the LDS church, and they're all wow. liars and horrible corruption. Yeah, I w- which that is weird because me... all the Mormons I've ever known seem so super well-adjusted and nice people with good families. <laughs> like, huh. Bonnie's got a look on her face. Maybe I'm wrong. They're awful. <laughs> They'll kick you out of their family for being gay. Well, yeah, there's that. Like, literally. What if you drink caffeine? Will they kick you out for that, too? Uh, I don't really know if you'll get kicked out for that, but that's... I've seen some to, dirty right? looks get tossed around before um, caffeine drinking. But you're not yeah. allowed to, right? Like, yeah, you're not I, don't allowed to... I don't think that's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's really not okay. It's, like, it's bad. They also just, like, well, if you if you move into a town there... And you're not a Mormon. They'll go up and be like, "Hi, uh, I'm your neighbor. What? Uh, I forget what they call it. It's some weird word for a church. What church do you go to?" Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, "If you tell them, oh, I'm not LDS, like your kids aren't allowed to hang out with their kids. Damn. They're like bad. Close I think they're bad people. Anyways, the number if you want to join <laughs> us here, whether you want to weigh in on Mormons or whatever's on your mind. <laughs> Hey, I love it when people have their yeah, passion. Right on. They got an opinion. That's what we're here for. But even more so, the leadership. If they're telling me they're to get a vaccine, I want to get it even less. 603-283-6160. That's the number here. 603-283-6160. On the other hand, there's a lot of religions that have been really standing up and outstanding and, and you know taking a risk and continuing to operate in the face of threats and arrests and things like that. So kudos to those guys. Ours. More coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. Free 
Free Talk Live. The number, if you want to join us in these remaining moments, there's just enough time for you. You can call in at 603-283-6160. We'll get you on the air to talk about what you want. Take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's Ian, Matt, and Bonnie in with you tonight. Of course, you can join us online anytime at freetalklive.com. Don't forget, you can also... Join our Matrix chat server over at chat.freetalklive.com. Bonnie is one of the newest members of the Matrix server. You can check her out there. Uh, and other Free Talk Live listeners and people that don't ever listen to the show just like to S-talk us uh, frequently. So check that out at chat.freetalklive.com. That's actually where you can go to get the step-by-step instructions on how to sign up and join the Matrix chat server. It can be pretty entertaining, though, can it, Bonnie? Yeah, they're pretty funny sometimes. Yeah, they are. But they're mean. <laughs> even even when they're mean, they can, they can be pretty funny. Uh, so just know what you're getting into. Chat.freetalklive.com. We go to your phone calls and thoughts. Phil is on the line in Texas. Phil, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, hi, I'm kind of nervous here. Uh, but okay. uh, I just wanted to ask how anti-vaxxers you know, or anti-maskers can market to each other to find each other out and to create a alternate economy. Well, okay, first I would say I don't describe myself as an anti-vaxxer or an anti-masker, but I am in favor of choice. I think people should be able to make choices about their own body and their own life, and I'm highly skeptical of this particular vaccine, and I'm very skeptical of uh, mask wearing. So I, yeah, personally, I'm, I'm against both of those things, but that doesn't – I don't like being called an anti-this or that. That sure. said – um, how do we market to one another? Well, it helps if you're physically nearby the people that you agree with and that you actually have a physical community of people. So, Matt, you were talking about this earlier tonight, that uh, people have been moving to New Hampshire, that there's a migration of people who care about liberty and freedom. And a lot of those people, there are a few that have, gone, that, that have caught the mask madness and they've you know, gone off the reservation, but, uh, but most of us have, have stayed uh, pretty true to principle here and and here in New Hampshire, we have something called Market Day, where there literally is a physical meeting in different areas of the state. There's one in Manchester. I think there's one on the seacoast. I don't know if the North Country is doing theirs actively. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Keene, of course, yep. has one as well. So they're all over the place, and they happen monthly. And people come together, and they you know set up a card table or whatever, a little you know flip table, and then they put their wares out, and, and they sell it, and they accept crypto and gold and yeah yucky cash or or uh, or whatever and so that's one way to do it otherwise you're basically stuck with online if you don't have a physical group and i know there are the freedom cells which is from what i can tell the best way to kind of find people that might be somewhere in your region of texas or wherever you happen to be in there over at freedomcells.org just a network you got to network with people i mean that's the only answer yeah, and we met a bunch of those Freedom Cell people. Man, there was that was a good group of people. Young, they came up and visited active, us here. Interested? Oh yeah. man, yeah. what a great group! I I wish they would all just move. Let's they have should. one giant Freedom Cell. Yeah, they really should. What do you think, Phil? Um, I guess we shouldn't be afraid of you know telling people you know up front that we're not afraid of you know of uh, people that don't want to take the vaccine and you know people that don't want to. Uh, you know, wear a mask, and we just need to, you know, communicate better um, to our prospective, um, you know, clients. Um, well, the good news we can, is, people you know, that wear masks, you already know, you don't want to talk to them. So it's kind of like a nice little self-selector. You can well, just... it's kind of hard because, like, 
There are people that will come into the Moose Mart wearing a mask mm. and then still? like still every now and then wow. and they'll see that we're not wearing masks and take their mask off. So mm. it's like, do you really want to be wearing that mask? It doesn't seem like it. Stop stop kowtowing to everybody. Yeah. You know? Don't wear that stupid mask if you don't want to wear that stupid mask. Well, and, and thank you, Phil, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. And, and consider it. If you're a liberty-loving person, you've really got to consider making the move to New Hampshire. I mean, there's just no community like this anywhere. And what you're saying there, Bonnie, is so important is to, yeah, the people with the masks on, they're signaling obedience. But we are signaling something else. We're signaling independence. We're signaling freedom. Mm-hmm. And people feel like, oh, my God, these people aren't doing what they've been told to do. Maybe I can join them and unfortunately people as much as we want them to be leaders as much as we want them to be independent be bold people are not generally leaders people tend to be followers and i mean i wish that were different but it's not i mean that's just people people are followers throughout my whole life like i've just been uh, i feel like lots of people say this but i've been kind of like just different or whatever and Mm -hmm. don't really listen to people or whatever it is Oppos- in that situation. Oppositional defiance disorder. And I've noticed that people will copy me, like the way I am or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I've noticed that people will, because they're, they're literally doing what they do all the time, being obedient. They see me, they think I'm cool, they start talking like me or whatever. So and make people s- be, take, uh, take control of people's um, obedience by making them not obey you, but you know, People just want to go along. Yeah, they follow. And, uh, you know, you just have to it's a it's a tough position to be in as an individual. We want everybody to be their own leader. Right. But I agree with what Bonnie said. I mean, ever since I met you, Bonnie, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I'm a half inch shorter than I was. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get shorter. <laughs> Whatever it takes. He's saying he's trying to imitate you. Oh my <laughs> uh, but, you know, simple is uh, being a crosswalk. And just crossing. This is the be- one of the best, most common examples you can see of this happening. People, you go to a crosswalk. There's people standing there waiting. You look around. There's like, there's no cars coming. Go. <laughs> so you just go. You don't press the button and wait. You just start walking. And most of the time, Move. now, now, this may not be true in New York City or whatever, where people are always crossing because there's so many people and they have sort of the right of way. But in most places, in a lot of cases, they're going to follow you. I'm still trying to find out. If a car will go through a red light with me, because there's like two completely useless red lights at mm-hmm. uh, on School Street next to the bank, next to people's. I've bank never had it happen. I've, and- I've gone through a bunch of red lights here in in Keene, and in the, I've, I've had similar questions. Will that person? You they know, usually follow stay. The lead? Yeah, they, they usually, usually just stay. move up and then stay uh, stopped. So another question about uh, will there be. Other countries following the lead of El Salvador. I'm going to try to sneak this topic in yeah. here, the, the remaining moments. Uh, the, according to the Wall Street Journal, the government of the impoverished Central American nation aims to spend up to $75 million as part of a plan to hand out $30 worth of crypto, specifically Bitcoin, to people who sign up for an e-wallet called Chivo, which stands for COOL. That software-based system would allow an estimated 2.5 million Salvadorans to buy goods or pay for services in U.S. dollars or Bitcoin, El Salvador's two official currencies as of September 7th. So what's interesting about El Salvador is they don't have a government fiat currency of their own. It's probably the strongest uh, strongest component of their governance that they have. It's a smart move uh, in their case. The foray into Bitcoin wrecks, risks wrecking El Salvador's $26 billion economy. Now, I'm not sure why they're saying that. 
Uh, well, it's going to wreck their $26 billion economy. It's going to do wonders for their Bitcoin <laughs> economy, right. Uh, their indebted central bank could be forced to spend hard currency reserves to buy Bitcoin if the value of the crypto asset craters and consumers rush to the safety of the dollar. The government can't print its own money. El Salvador ditched the Colón in favor of the greenback two decades ago and is struggling to earn dollars. So the president says that adopting Bitcoin will help attract foreign investment. He's right about that. Absolutely. Uh, there's, I'm sure there's a ton of Bitcoiners who are thinking about making the move. I already want to go on vacation. Do they have reefs? I want to dive. I don't know I'm about go that. diving. So he says it could foster more and cheaper financial services and lower the cost of sending and receiving remittances, all of which is true. Now, the downside to this is Bitcoin isn't really ready for prime time. It's not ready for mass adoption because it hasn't scaled. Right. The technology behind Bitcoin has not changed. It's a Model T on a yeah. racetrack well, in years. I heard a Bitcoin maximalist on, I think it was Ernie Hancock's show during mm-hmm. ForkFest. There was a bunch of Bitcoin mas- maximalists that oh, kept getting right. interviewed. Oh, and I God. heard him saying he was in El Salvador using the Lightning Network to like buy coffees and stuff. What's wrong with that? The Lightning Network isn't really Bitcoin. It's a, it's a system. Derivative. It's a system built on top of Bitcoin. So it masquerades as though it's Bitcoin, but it's really a secondary layer that has been built on top of Bitcoin and arguably isn't ready for prime time itself. And it's, it's also not encrypted, is it? It's error prone and it's more centralized and it's a topic that deserves more discussion uh, as uh, as time goes on here. But it, suffice it to say, anybody that's using Lightning is not really using Bitcoin. Weird. Uh, and when Joel Valenzuela, who's the host of... Uh, one of the shows we have on LRN.FM, Digital Currency Now, I think is uh, what it's called, when he attempted a Lightning transaction recently, and he's a Lightning node guy. He's got one, so, so oh. he can learn the ins and outs of it. He's not a fan of it, but he's he's got he's one. He's learning it. And uh, it didn't work when he tried to send a Lightning transaction to somebody who wanted some Bitcoin from Lightning. So there's all kinds of errors. There's all kinds of problems. Hard pass. It is. Uh, and that's the really downside to this uh, El Salvador experiment is Bitcoin isn't the right way to go with this. It's... I mean, it's cool that they're making it legal tender, and maybe we can talk more about it uh, on another show because it definitely deserves more discussion. We'll get to it as we get closer to the deadline in September. See you tomorrow, freetalklive.com. When a lunar observatory detects a radio broadcast originating from Proxima Centauri, the nations of Earth discover their first contact with an alien race may also be their last. With the Proximans facing an extinction-level disaster, Earth must choose between sending a ship on a multi-year journey or allowing nature to take its course. Saving Proxima, a hard science fiction thriller by Travis S. Taylor and Les Johnson. From BaneBooks.com. Um...